Hi, I'm Amber and welcome to the Lone Star Keto podcast. Today we have Brittany Violet with us and she is going to share her story about a meat-based diet and how it's improved her health. Welcome, Brittany. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. Absolutely. I had the privilege of interviewing Brittany for the MeetRx success story, and I just loved her story, and I thought she was adorable, so I was like, okay, you have to come on my podcast now, so here we are. <laughs> okay, Brittany, so you get to tell your story all over again. Yay. Okay, I don't mind doing it. I'm getting used to it at this point. Yay, this is fun. Go for it. All right, so from the beginning, I grew up in a very um, food-strict household where we had like a well-rounded plate of food. And my dad was very strict about making sure that we finished what was on our plate. And so I like to eat and I like the feeling of being full like my dad does. My siblings have very fast metabolisms and my mom is very small and petite, but I'm made like my dad. And if we eat carbs, we kind of blow up, especially if we're not working out or being active. And so through high school, I gained a lot of weight. It started, I would say like the middle of middle school, I started gaining weight, especially, you know, once puberty hit and hormones changed, started a little bit there, but then middle of middle school, it just, I got bigger and chunkier. And even though I was active and stuff like that, I just didn't lose weight. Really. I stayed thicker than my friends and thicker than my siblings. Um, by high school, I started getting a little bit self-conscious about it. So I tried working out every morning and portioning my food. And even though it worked a little bit, it just wasn't doing what I wanted it to do. I didn't feel like I was getting the results that made it worth my time to do these things or made it worth the mental energy to do these things. So I ended up, I've always had very like patchy skin as far as like just a little bit rougher, maybe some red patches. Um, I've got some Indian in my blood, so I do, my skin turns red very easily, not tan. I wish I tanned very easily. I don't. It just turns red. And in the summer, if I get a sunburn, I'm a lobster. And then it peels off and then I'm white again. That's my skin type. <laughs> so I have very like sensitive skin. So I've had like bumpy skin. In high school, I started getting dandruff on top of just being overweight. And then I met who would turn out to be my husband. We started dating, we got engaged and I decided I needed to get on birth control before we got married because we were young. And I was like, I'm not ready to have a kid at 19. So I got on birth control and that's when I really started having issues. Birth control completely screwed up my hormones. I gained probably, I think about 30 pounds in the first few months that we were married, it did not take long. I just, I, I swole up like a sponge and I felt awful. I started having a little bit of depression with it. I just, I didn't want to get out of bed, but I was bored, but I, I just couldn't decide like what I wanted to do. And normally it ended up with me just chilling in bed and watching Netflix <laughs> or if I wasn't at work or whatever, I worked at a daycare for a little while. Um, but I just always stayed heavier. And then I came across, I tried to find things that would help me um, as far as diet wise um, portioning. I tried the potato diet um, for a little while as like a detox. I tried, I watched Forks Over Knives. So I actually went vegan for like 
I want to say, I want to say two months. It may have been slightly over two months. And I did lose some weight on that. I think I lost, I think it was a little over two months and I lost 20 pounds on forks over knives, but I didn't feel good. I felt it was worse. I feel like my depression kind of got worse at that mm. point. Um, I just felt lethargic and I hated what I was eating. I don't like veggies. I've never been a veggie eater. And at one point in my life, I wished that I liked veggies. At this point, I'm kind of glad to know that they're semi unnecessary. I mean, some people enjoy keeping them in, but I just have never been a veggie person. And that's pretty much what I was eating doing the whole vegan thing. And I just didn't feel good, honestly. And my hormones were crazy. I had no libido at all. I ended up having two kids. And then I found a video by a vegan girl. Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to mention people's names on here, but her name's Elise Parker. I was asked a lot in the comments of our Meet Our Ex interview. Was that, was that Elise Parker that you're talking about? It was Elise Parker and she's a vegan girl. She had been vegan for a long time and she ended up trying carnivore and she documented it. And I was like, what is this? So I looked into, I was like, I like meat. I can do meat. Like I, I know I could just eat meat and be happy. Even though I loved potatoes. I ate a lot of fried foods, a ton of fried foods. Cause I'm from the South. I had a lot of sweet tea, um, a lot of really potatoes in any form were my happiness. So I had a very carb high diet. I liked rolls, like going to Texas Roadhouse and getting the rolls. Oh my goodness. Anyway. That cinnamon butter. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the cinnamon mm. butter. Killer. So anyway, I was a huge, I would say I was a carb addict. I wouldn't say sugar because I wasn't big into candies or donuts or I had sweet tea. But other than that, like I liked carbs a lot. So where am I? Oh yeah. And at least tried the carnivore. I watched it. I looked into it. I found all the big carnival carnivore people. You got uh, Ken Berry and his wife, Nisha and Kelly Hogan and Sean Baker, you know, all the good Saladino. And I just dove into watching their videos. And then I decided I can totally do this. So um, December of 2019, I said, all right, January 1st, I'm going to try this for 30 days. I meant for it to be short term. I was just going to do kind of a detox type thing and then go to portioning my food again, because that worked so well the last time. Um, so I started it on January 1st of 2020 and I, three days in and my, um, dandruff was going away I felt so much better I kind of got past some of the detox and symptoms and cravings after three days my biggest thing was just constipation at that point which I was always used to but it kind of got worse on carnivore in the beginning until I found out to use magnesium and that cleared it up but and I ended up losing 47 pounds and I feel great and my skin's cleared up and it's fixed a lot of issues for me. So I'm very excited about it. And I, I don't see myself ever going back. I mean, why is that? Part. Why is that? Why do you not want to go back? Oh, I just felt awful. And I've had, I've been asked multiple times, do you ever cheat? And 
I don't really like to call it cheap. Like it's okay to live a little, you know, like I can still consider myself carnivore and have cake at a birthday party, you know, when you're eating carnivore the majority of the time. But I know some people are super strict about that, but I'm not like live a little, you know, you can enjoy some things and your body was All right, Brittany, give me your carnivore card. Come on, give it, break, give it, I give know. it, give it. <laughs> Here you go. I'm ketivore. I have cakes. <laughs> Actually, go. that's not like even ketivore. <laughs> I don't even know. Well, if it's keto cake, yeah. I mean, <laughs> which I've had, I've had some keto snacks every now and then on special occasions. Um, but yeah, my kids' birthdays were recently and I had, uh, slice of cake for both of their birthdays so they were five days after each other and I just it I realized sugar does not seem to affect me too much unless I have a lot of it but anything breaded carbs Mm. like anything bread so the cake did not sit with me well and I'm like you know used to I would have had like a big piece of cake and now I had like a smaller sliver and it still affected me I could just I could feel it that evening. I did not feel good for both of them. But my first cheat after the first month of carnivore was frozen custard, which sugar. Um, My husband, it was, uh, let's see, it was actually around my birthday, I think. Was it from Mm. Freddy's? Was it from Freddy's? Not Freddy's. Is Ooh, it? They, they had the so good frozen custard. Ooh. I really don't remember the name of it. It's something similar to that, but it's not Freddy's. Mm. Now it's going to bug me. <laughs> anyway, I had frozen custard was my first. After my 30 days of carnivore, that's what we went out and had. And it didn't seem to bother me at all. Um, but anything cake wise does. Cake, rolls, bread, fried food. And I haven't really mm. even ventured out into that very much but just the little bits that I've had here and there on special occasions or whatnot or while I was pregnant I actually kind of fell off of I didn't even cover that just a while ago I did had a had a baby and got off of carnivore during the first two months of pregnancy um, I had food aversions to red meat and I did not feel good just on lean meats so I actually went back to I wouldn't say standard American. I was, I was a bit, bit more careful. I still didn't have fried foods, but I had a few more carb things and more veggies and stuff like that. Um, but I just didn't feel as good that way. And I didn't feel good just on the lean meats, which is why I added those other things. Now I had somebody suggest that I should have tried lamb, but it's a little bit too late. Mm-hmm. For <laughs> I saw that comment by the way. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, well, thanks for the info buddy it's a little late but i'll next time i'll keep that in mind uh, we do plan to have one more eventually so if really? i have any meat aversions i'll definitely have to try lamb and see if i can stay on carnivore with that but this time i really didn't do well on lean meats alone like i just need that fat or at least some carbs if i'm not having all the fat so but healthier carbs <laughs> better if that's the thing better than cake and rice. for sure well you know your next pregnancy may be completely different. It could be. Well, I'm going to tell you, girl, I cannot believe you're going to go for it again after having an 11 pound baby. <laughs> I know. I know. My and middle for me, oh, 11. heck no. He was 11.7. So People think I'm crazy. I mean, 11.7. Were you gestational diabetic? 
I was not. I, I mean, I tested negative oh. for it, but I do wonder if maybe it was right under the radar, if I may have had mm-hmm. some sugar issues going right at the point that the hospital doesn't really worry about it, but I do kind of wow. wonder about that. Really not that sure. It's crazy. Okay, let's let's go back a little bit. I, I want to hit some of your younger years, your high school years. Okay, you you talk about how uh, you were kind of more chunky than maybe your friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. How did that affect you? Did you have a pretty good self esteem, or was that something that kind of um, caused you some trauma, if you will? I would say I never looked. I wouldn't say looked down on. I never was in a spiteful way jealous of my friends. Like it had nothing to do with them necessarily, but I did. I wished I compared myself to them a lot. Um, My sister and brother being very small and me, there's three kids in our family and I was the chunkier one. My mom being small. Um, And in my younger years, my dad's always been very athletic. And so if he stays active he looks great and he puts on muscle fast he's just a very athletic person um but once I got to high school he got busy with work he wasn't so you know physically active anymore and he gained weight so I'm definitely like my dad in that sense that if we're not active and we're not eating right our bodies just pack on weight whereas my siblings and my friends and their fast metabolisms, they can just eat Johnny's pizza and like whatever they want to eat and whatever amounts they want to eat. So I was a little bit envious of that, you know, cause I felt like I could look at a pizza and gain a few pounds. And so, yeah, I would say some trauma for sure, but not like serious trauma. It never made me like upset or mad. It was just like, wish I could eat that and stay that tiny. (laughs) I, I used to like cry because it would be so frustrating to me. It's like, why does this person get to eat whatever they want? Why, why do I have to deal with that? But somebody else doesn't. And it wasn't that I disliked the person or, you know, that kind of thing. But I did have, you know, that, why can't I just be normal? Because to me, the, I was the weird one. I was the one that didn't fit in. And exactly. that's not the case nowadays. But back when I was little, it was. And when I was in high school, you didn't see right. overweight people very much, really. You know, you had a few. But for the most part, I mean, just average. And so, you know, when you stand out different. And the sad thing is, I wasn't really I wasn't really, but because I had larger breasts, it, it you know, it, it translated to heavy. And I don't know why, because I was small. I think the same thing. I think the very same thing. Carnivore kind of got rid of that problem for me. <laughs> and so does oh, breast wish. But before, before, yes, I was like, uh, you know, I, it just made me feel heavier to have that right in front of my face, you know? So I yes. and that. And, and then they're trying to find cute tops, you know, that, that yeah. didn't tint because you didn't want anything that, you know, kind of went mm, and then like this, because then it made you exactly. look really heavy and you don't like want to a wear square. a belt, right? Because of, see, people just don't get that. They just don't understand. No. Nope. no. Okay. But as far as like bringing you to tears things, fitting rooms oh. and summer swimsuit shopping. Oh, the worst. And then wearing that. Um swimsuit 
I was literally the last time I I remember crying so hard about this. I was supposed to go to a pool party and my swimsuit from the summer before didn't fit anymore. And we last minute had to go pick out a swimsuit. I tried on, on so many swimsuits and I settled on a maternity swimsuit and it just like, but like I was devastated over that. Like the only swimsuit that I felt comfortable in was a maternity swimsuit. So I remember that feeling and that was the worst. Oh, that's heartbreaking. I, girl, I feel you though. I've had many of those kind of situations for sure. And I'll tell you what, I went, I bet she a good 10 to 15 years without ever putting on a baby bathing suit. Really? No. Wow. If, if I was around the water, I wore shorts and a big t-shirt. And, you know, if I got in the water at all, most of the time I wouldn't because, you know, then your shirt sticks to you. Right. And right. so I would have a towel and I'd be, you know, right. And then, uh, you know, <laughs> cover up. There you go. It was awful. Right. Uh, that's a horrible feeling. I'll tell you that, especially like in high school, I, I didn't really have that issue in high school so much, but for you having to deal with that with your friends and stuff, that, yes. that that's like just not okay. Of course. Did you ever have any issues with eating disorders or any kind of a disordered kind of um, relationship with dieting or? I would say that I was on the verge of one at one point. I tried to purge before because I just couldn't lose weight the way I wanted to. So I did try to purge before and then I tried to restrict at one point, but honestly, I just like food too much. (laughs) I hate the feeling of being hungry. And so that did not end up turning into anything, but no, I didn't have a food disorder or, a, you know, an issue with that. Um, but I could have easily if I were better at making myself purge. Oh, that's <laughs> a good failed. thing. It's a good thing. That you I'm did. very good. Yes, I'm really <laughs> yeah. glad about that. That's one thing you don't want to be good at. So, yes. Yes, so you escaped sure. that one. Well, I well, did escape yeah, it, it, it does make a difference because when you have that kind of trauma and then it just follows you throughout your life, you know, it, right. it does, uh, it, it affects more than people really understand. And so many people that I deal with, they, they don't realize that what they're feeling comes from way long time ago until they start right. really looking at things. So in a way you're really lucky, but I will say that with your mom being really tiny, that had to have just oh, made you feel, I, I don't know, less than. I, I've heard multiple people where they talk about their mother, uh, Kelly Hogan's mother. Um, she said she was very thin and beautiful. And Kelly always felt like you, the took after her dad and had more of the weight problem and the other issues where, you know, here's her mother, beautiful. And she could have been, you know, like a movie star kind of beautiful. And right. th- that kind of, you know, affected her to some degree. Well, what was that like for you, you know, living with your mother who is nice and petite? Did she <laughs> ever give you, give you dietary advice? I mean, like, um, oh, shouldn't be eating all that or, you know, those kind no, of things. No, no, no. She, so if I expressed my concern about it, she would try to help me. But it never came, like it was always from a place of love. My mother is one of the most wonderful women in the world and she's one of my best friends. Um, But as far as growing up with a smaller mother, it did not really affect me too much till high school. 
when I really felt bigger. I was taller than her and bigger than her. Mm. People thought she was my sister, um, which they still do, actually. She looks wow. much younger. Then she she's aging very gracefully. And I pray that I at least <laughs> got that from her. So we'll see in like 20 years how I'm doing with that. But anyway, um, I never held it against her or anything. Um, I do remember there was this one time when um, I was, it's kind of the first time that it hit me to be a little bit self-conscious. And I know it came from a place of love, but she was trying to help me understand, you know, if you hold your stomach tight, because I wore jeans a lot and because I was insecure. So I wore jeans all the time. I made my you know, covered my legs and I came from a very modest family. So I wore jeans a lot. And she just taught me, you know, if you hold your stomach tight, then it won't show, you know, like I won't like lap over my pants or whatever. She was trying to help me. But in that moment, I think it hit me that I wonder if my mom thinks I'm fat, you know, and that's not a fun feeling to have. And I definitely like, if she watches this, I hope it does <laughs> Like we may have to talk about it later, but, um, yeah. And it, it didn't, I wouldn't say it necessarily hurt my feelings that she was trying to help me in that way. I think it just all of a sudden hit that. Like, I wonder if my mom thinks I'm fat. If mom might think I'm fat. I wonder if my dad, think, what do my siblings think? What do my friends think? Do they think I'm fat? And then I did like hold my stomach tight. So that's when all those feelings kind of flooded in but no I I didn't really struggle with having a smaller mom it was kind of fun because I would like I could like pick her up easily and tease her about being small <laughs> so all of us kind of we all turned out taller than her and even though my brother and sister are very thin people they're taller than her and we all get to tease her about being small but I think she secretly likes it so <laughs> I am going to say that I am the short one out of both sides of the family, our family, uh, you name it. I am, I am the short one. Okay. I just am. Mm -hmm. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay. They like to make yeah. fun of me. I'm always <laughs> the butt of every joke, you know, like the, one of the favorite jokes is what is this? This mom <laughs> grocery shopping. Really? <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. So I get that. But I kind of like that though. You know, yeah. It's so, good how, how tall is your mom? Honestly, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not even sure. I'm five five. Oh, I would okay. assume she might be around five two, maybe. Okay. Five two. Five two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's small. But I will so tell you there's a lot of dynamite in those small packages. So yes, there is. There is. And she's very strong. She doesn't look it, but she's a very strong person. Like I'm talking like with her muscles, not like <laughs> mental I mean she's mentally strong as well but as far as she's like really strong <laughs> she's surprised funny. me she used to be a cheerleader so oh all well, there you go there you go yeah all right <laughs> little <has> flyer <laughs> yeah yeah okay all right so um what was the one thing I wanted to um you talk about the various diets that you've tried through the years and I don't know if it's anything like me, but I literally pretty much every diet you tell me, I, I could say, <laughs> yeah, tried that, including medical diets. And after doing all that, I'm assuming you got the same results I did. 
okay, yeah, lose weight, whatever, yay, good, and then gained it right back, bam, because you can't live that way, because the diet sucked, right, so what is your thoughts now, after going through what you did, and now doing something completely different that actually deals with metabolic health, what is your opinion about the whole um, eat less, move more, um, restrict, restrict? You'd have to, you know, just keep cutting your calories and increasing your activity. What are your feelings now knowing that you're doing something completely opposite and having right. results? What are your thoughts? I think it's a bunch of bull. <laughs> Personally, I think as far as, you know, there's some people who say you need carbs to carb up and um, gain muscle or whatever as well. If you are not an Olympic athlete, I don't feel like you need carbs at all in your diet and you don't need this well-rounded diet. If you would like some, that's fine. I don't feel like they're completely necessary. Um, And as far as, yeah, restricting, no, because I eat a lot. I eat a lot of food. I eat more than my husband does and he's a pretty big dude. So people think I'm crazy. I've like this morning, not this morning, the other morning I had 11 eggs for breakfast, um, which is pretty common for me actually to have. I remember when I first started carnivore, that's what I did. Cause I mentioned before, I like to feel full. Mm -hmm. I just like not satisfied. I like to feel full, like my stomach full, (laughs) almost uncomfortably, but, um, that's just how I grew up. So I, yeah, I eat a lot. And so I had 11 eggs every morning with a whole package of bacon. I don't do the whole package along with 11 eggs anymore. My stomach just won't fit it, but that's what I started out eating on carnivore. And then I would have a pound of ground beef for lunch with sour cream and cheese in it and hot sauce. And then for dinner, I'd probably have a steak or something like that. So I was eating a lot of food. Um, I, I'm not sure I never weighed my food or anything. That's what I enjoy about carnivores. I don't feel like I have mm. to measure anything. Um, I know people have concerns about like doing carnivore long-term and ending up getting too small. I just don't think that would happen the way that I eat because I <laughs> eat so much food. <laughs> I pretty much still gorge myself on food, um, but I am able but to- But all those calories- why are you just the biggest house? Yeah, why? I don't understand. Calories in, calories out. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. So what are you uh, working out 24-7? I mean. I was a couch potato for most of it. That was during COVID whenever I started it. Um, and I, yeah, I was able to lose weight that whole time. Um I don't know how many calories I was having. I never counted my calories. I didn't actually even keep up with my fats. I just knew I was eating a good amount of fats because of my ground beef and the steaks that I was having all the time. Um, And even eggs have a good amount of fat in them. So I just never measured anything and I always felt good, but calories in calories out. I don't feel like we were made to count our food. I feel like our body. You think. Yes. I think our bodies were made to know when you're full and when you should stop. And you may mess that up in your lifetime. You may confuse your body by doing the wrong things, but I think you can always bring it back, you know, like relearn what you lost. And I think that's what I've allowed my body to do is to relearn that. 
That, that's a huge thing. And I, I think a lot of people don't really get that. It's when you are eating this specifically engineered food that is meant to addict us and you become addicted and your hunger signals and all, your hormones are just jacked. They have been right. hijacked and it's hard to trust your body because I'm so serious. Like you really need that Snickers bar that you're craving. Really? Yeah. That's a different kind of craving. That's a different type of, you know, what you, what you're wanting. It, it, it's the, the brain It's the dopamine. It's the, you know, that hit that you want, just like a drug. Um, it's not actual, you know, hunger and all of that. So you don't know. And so when you go on these diets and you're restricting calorie restricting and you're, you know, all that stuff, it's miserable. Yes. Did you experience that too? Yes. What's I the did. difference now for a little while I used did. to do and now? Um, so before, especially I did go for a while, just trying to keep track of ca- uh, calories and stuff like that, tracking my macros. Um, one, it's a pain in the butt until you completely learn what's in like everything that you eat and mentally memorize that, which I never got to the point of that because it was just too much effort for me. Um, I went to trying, um, like with well-rounded foods, counting my calories, staying within certain macros. And it was just miserable for me. I didn't like having to count everything. I felt like I couldn't have what I wanted to eat because it may have slightly gone above this category or whatever. And it was just miserable for me. Whereas with carnivore, I eat food that I love and I eat till I'm full and I stay healthy or lose weight. I'm maintaining right now, um, which I'm good with. I feel like I'm at a healthy weight. Um, I just recently started weight training couple weeks ago. Um, so I'm trying to build muscle at this point and I don't mind if the scale goes up a little bit, but, um, yeah, before I was so focused on the scale and the number going down and now I just feel really happy with where I'm at. I don't care if the scale ever moves down again, I'm good here and I'm fine with maintaining, but I do not like having to keep up with macros. It's not my, it's not my jam. I'm too lazy for it. Well, it, it does get really old. For me, it was kind of fun for a while. And then it got really old, really, really, really old. Yes. And after stepping away from doing that for so long, and when I did the CGM experiment, I was logging my food just so, you know, to, to understand what's going on. And then you can look at the graph and say, oh, this is where I ate that banana or whatever. And so right. I actually did. And that was the first time in, in, I don't know, two and a half or more years that I had done that. And it, it, again, it was a little fun because it's been so long and I was like, oh, look, wow, I'm, I'm shocked that I, I didn't know what to expect because I never really counted my food. And right. then after the month of doing that, yeah, I'm over it. So it's like, I need a little bit of a break and, you know, go yeah. back to do what I was doing. But now I, at least I know where I'm at and what my typical, you know, days look like it for anybody who wants to know, but right. you know, not that it matters really. Okay. I have a question for you though. Okay. When you married your husband, how, mm-hmm. how old were you when you met and, you know, fell in love and all that good stuff? How old were we you? We met, um, I was probably newly. I was either 16 or 17. I think it was newly 17 when we met. Um, And we were kind of just friends for a little while. And then we ended up dating. I was 18. We started dating and then got married at 19. 
<laughs> so you're pretty young. Okay. Yes. So at that point, would you classify yourself as being chunky? Yes. Okay. Definitely. And your yeah. husband was okay with that, obviously. Yes. I mean, he was fine with it. Okay. We're both, we're both naturally um, chunkier people if we're eating standard American diet. He's a thick, well, he's there a thick you go. Dude. He was a linebacker in high school on his high school. Oh, okay. So yeah, he's it's a very muscular dude as well, but he's just a thick, he's a thick guy too. So yeah, he was, he never judged me for it. That's awesome. But okay. He was all what for me happened? getting healthy though. Okay. So what would he say about the you now after being carnivore? What would he say? Would he hmm. say positive stuff? So like, like what, I mean, let's, let's get real aesthetics do matter. <laughs> and, yep. you know, I, I'm trying very hard to, you know, push people more to worrying about health and then aesthetics eventually kind of thing. Yeah. But let's get real. That's a thing. And after you drop the weight and you're looking all good and all that, I can stuff. say he's very excited about it. He really yeah. is. And he's been supportive the whole time, even before he's actually carnivore or ketivore now. Um, but even before that, before he decided to hop on board, he was very supportive kind of nice. used to me trying weird diets and stuff. <laughs> um, so and this time it actually worked for me and he saw how happy I was. And yeah, aesthetically, I think he's very, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. You know where this is about to lead, right? Yeah. You know, yes. you know, yeah, yeah, no, we're going to embarrass your grandfather. We're just going to go. There. Oh, it's all good. I'm but, good with that. But any, sorry, let's, let's, fine, but. Well, let's go back to your husband though. So what would he say the benefits that he's noticed from you? Like what improvements, what, what would he just really focus on? Like just the aesthetics? Is it mood? Is it, what would he say? Um, I haven't actually asked him this, but I've heard him talk to other people about it. You know, when I've mentioned carnivore and stuff like that, I know he has mentioned my mood and energy for sure. Um, and then my libido has gone way up. So that's like a big thing for him. He's been excited about that because yeah. it was so low for so long. It was nearly zero for a long time. And, um, now it's way up there because carnivore gets you, um, your testosterone raises your testosterone. So, um, in that sense, he's very pleased with that. And I think he's proud of the confidence that I've gained from it, not necessarily just physically, but the confidence I've gained from, I'm doing this for myself. I'm doing something good for my body and I'm taking care of myself and look where it's gotten me. I'm succeeding in this, um, that type of thing as well. I think, I don't know, I should ask him that sometime. Yeah. Like what curious do you notice? Yeah. Okay. So what is one thing that kind of shocked you that you were not expecting of an, an improvement that it, maybe you didn't even realize it at first, but then all of a sudden it hit you, hit you and you're like, whoa, wait a minute. I think there's two things. The libido being one of them, because I just never had that much. And so I, I didn't know what that was like to have like healthy hormones. And so that kind of surprised me. I was like, uh, whoa, what is this? <laughs> What's going on here? Um, so libido would be one. And then I would say the other was my skin because I thought I genetically just had bumpy, patchy skin. 
I, I knew the dandruff was an issue. I thought maybe I should, was using the wrong shampoos or whatnot, or maybe it was the hairspray I used or the mousse that I've, I have naturally curly hair. So I used to scrunch it with mousse a lot. Um, so I knew the dandruff was coming from somewhere, but as far as my skin goes, I have several cousins that have eczema and I just thought it was a genetic thing that I'd probably have for a while. So when my skin started smoothing out and I was like, I'm actually soft now. Like I can, yeah, I don't have to have bumpy skin. I know my grandmother, um, my great grandmother actually, um, she passed a couple years ago, but we were always very close and she used to sit with her arm around me and she would just not even thinking about it. She would just pick at my skin <laughs> at the little, she'd rub till she found some bumps and then she'd and then pick scratch, scratch, scratch. <laughs> Yeah. Even if she just wasn't even paying attention, it's just something she did. But um, now I don't really have any of those bumps anymore. They're pretty much gone. I did get some back during pregnancy um, because I added some carbs back in. I'm not sure exactly mm. what it was that is causing them, but I do know that it's something in carbs for sure. <laughs> something about those carbs. Gosh. Something in something carby is doing that. <laughs> carby. Okay. So how old are you? I'm 26. So I just turned 26. Okay. You're actually younger than my kids. Just <laughs> <laughs> but for you to have such a low libido at such a young age, and yes. this is not an uncommon thing now to, to have younger people, you know, between having issues, you know, with the males and then you know, it, already on medication for stuff like that. It's just right. so sad for you to be so young. Yes. Um, so... Yeah. Talk a little bit more about that, about how that has really changed. And when did you start really noticing that change that, you know, you're all of a sudden your hormones are kind of like, woo, hello. <laughs> I remember exactly. So before, you know, just growing up and after hitting puberty and stuff, I always had a regular cycle. Um, so I knew a lot of friends who took birth control specifically to manage their cycle and, and their pain during their cycle and that sort of thing. I never had to do that. Thankfully I had a regular cycle. Um, and I mean, I would say before I got on birth control compared to now, I would say my libido may have been around 30 to 40% mm. of what I've got now. And then after I um, got engaged and a few months before the wedding, it's got to get into your system. Um, so I started taking it three months before we got married and immediately started gaining weight. Levito just went down, which sucks when you've got a wedding night coming up. Right. Um, but it just went way downhill and took nearly a complete standstill and everything just felt like effort. And I did, I had a lot of conflict when it came to um, sexual things with my husband and things like that. I'm not sure how deep you want to get on this, <laughs> but I'm an open book. I just have to scale myself back because some people are like, okay, okay, Brittany. <laughs> TMI. TMI. Oh. So I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable, but I do feel like it's a huge thing for women who are struggle struggling with their libido because it just really sucks when it's low, especially when it's nothing. 
So it did cause a lot of issues in that department. Thankfully, my husband is a very patient, wonderful person, and we rode it through. Um, I ended up getting off of birth control. Obviously, I have three children, <laughs> and um, uh, it just didn't ever stabilize. I never regained it until carnivore. Four months into carnivore, I remember specifically, four months into carnivore, I just woke up one morning and I was like, what is happening to me? <laughs> I remember having a crazy dream, <laughs> just waking up like, whoa, what is this? And it's been there ever since. Um, even and you're like, pregnancy, hello, <laughs> wake, wake yes. up. Even my husband was like, are you okay? Who is this person? <laughs> like, this is not normal for you. But yeah, I, yeah. It, Alien transplant, that's in. what it was. They switched you out. And how long yeah. have you been carnivore now? Okay, so it kind of, I pregnancy broke it up. So I'm not sure that I, I was seven months carnivore when I got pregnant. Okay. I stayed carnivore for the first mm, few weeks of that, like the first half of the first trimester, I stayed carnivore. And then I kind of fell off of it. And I went back full carnivore after my daughter was born. And she's almost three months. Today's the 19th. So yeah, she's almost three months she's still now. Little. She's still little. She is. Little. But yeah, so seven months plus three months, if you want to combine those, but they were broken up. Well, cool. So, um, okay, so to wrap things up, if there was somebody who, okay, let's, let's just say they really believe that vegetables, you just really need, you know, your, your plant-based foods, but they were having some health problems and they don't feel good and they don't have a libido and, and they're moody and their periods aren't, you know, normal and they didn't know what to do about it. And they've been kind of contemplating maybe trying something different, like say carnivore. What right. advice would you give them? I would say try it for 30 days. Give it a good solid 30 days. Be strict with it. Um, just that would be my advice, I think. And I have given that advice before. Um, just give it 30 days. Do it. Do it right. Be mindful about it. And then, you know, it may not, if it doesn't work for you, that's okay, but just try it, you know, nothing, nothing's going to ruin you in 30 days, you know, so there's no harm in it. If you're really struggling with something, especially if you're struggling with inflammation problems or skin problems, um, I think taking veggies out can really reduce those toxins and stuff in your body and inflammation and things. So I 100% agree with you. Just try it. Just do it. If you don't like it, then that's okay. Or if you feel like you want more variety, which I get asked all the time, do you get tired of eating just meat? No, I don't. I thought I, I, would. I haven't. Yeah, I, I haven't. So two I years thought for I me. Would, but really, that's all my body wants now. And even if I see something, like say there's some French fries sitting in front of me, which I used to eat a ton of. Like, I think, oh, I remember how that used to taste. That was good. But like, I don't really want it. So, but I want meat. So I know my body craves meat for sure. But I think it becomes normal as you go through carnivore. You just get used to, and your body gets used to it. And that's what it wants. Because that's what's feeding it nutrition. 
Yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree with you. And people who don't experience that, they don't understand. They just right. don't understand. It's one of We're those things. People. Yeah. Well, yeah, we are apparently, but <laughs> I'm okay with that. But I, yeah, I, I have no desire anymore to really have anything. And even with the CGM experience, you know, forcing myself to eat certain things just so right. I could see the reaction and it was not enjoyable. I right. Mean, it was like, Okay, there was one thing that was enjoyable. I, I'll, I will take that back. The chocolate tort from Jack Allen's. But I only had like, you know, not even half of it. And it's not a big piece, but it, it's a very, very dark chocolate and there's no crust to it. Very mm-hmm. low sugar. Um, and it barely, barely moved, you know, my blood right. glucose numbers. So that was okay. Everything else? Okay. Yeah, I do think, and people ask me if I have cravings, pretty much 0% of the time. But when I, when it's that time of the month for me and I'm going through my cycle, I will, I will crave some chocolate or something sweet here and there. But other than that, I really don't have any cravings. I just want meat. I want some steak and some ground beef. And people do not understand that. Just don't. <laughs> like you had three horns growing out your head or something. I do remember watching Kelly Hogan before I started. And, you know, she makes that comment all the time. Like, this is all I want, you know, and she has her little meat cookies and stuff like that. And I'm like, girl, how do you eat so much beef? Beef. And now I'm like, oh, I get it. Right. right. I want to. Yeah. It cracks me up. It does. It's one of those things. And you're right. What the heck do you have to lose? Why not try it? Because what if it's that one thing that makes all the difference? Because it was with me, was with you. So think outside the box. You don't have to go along with mainstream. You don't. I promise you really don't. (laughs) You can do your own thing. Well, Brittany, it has been a pleasure chatting with you again. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and your success. Well, thank you for having me. I've been enjoying this. This is Absolutely. fun. Keep telling your story. Keep telling people, keep being the example. I sure. will. It's been really fun meeting a lot of new carnivore people and kind of getting in the, I guess you could say carnivore community without making it sound like a cult. I know, right? I know, I know. You're going to get labeled that anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But we do have an amazing community. Yeah. Amazing, supportive. You're always going to have a few. But most of the time, I mean, I have run into very, very, very few people that I didn't just really like or have something, you know, to talk about with. Yeah. So definitely. Oh, hey, y'all. And while you're here, subscribe to my channel and I'm going to put all of Brittany's information so you can follow her too and kind of watch her journey. And hopefully she does more interviews and gets out there a little bit more. Anyway, well, thanks again, Brittany. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye, Brittany. Bye.